0: Welcome to another edition of the official Jets podcast, the draft pick profile series presented by Verizon. Continuing on here, Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen, breaking down the second Jets fourth round pick. James Morgan, quarterback out of FIU and EA. This pick, one, it originally belonged to the Patriots. The Jets had three picks in nine selections, 120, 125, and 129. 125, of course, is the middle pick there. And I think that at the time in which James Morgan was selected, this was probably the most surprising pick in the eyes of Jets fans, because I don't think a lot of fans thought that the Jets would add a signal caller at this point in the draft.
1: I'd agree with that. But you go back to Ron Wolf and his old philosophy of getting a quarterback into the mix every time out. And when you look at the Jets roster, they had, entering the draft, just David Fells and Mike White behind Sam Darnold. James Morgan is a big kid with a strong arm whose intangibles were off the charts. And also, he's a guy who you're not thinking of in terms of, well, we're looking at a guy in the fourth round who's going to come in here to the Jets, and compete for a starting position. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) I mean, you have your starting franchise signal caller in Sam Darnold, who, oh, by the way, is younger than aforementioned James Morgan. But it's always good to have a developmental prospect in-house. And we'll talk about it later. Does he start out as a third quarterback? Does he have the potential to be a number two at what point But also, I don't think you take a guy in the fourth round unless you feel that this is a guy who, down the line, he has starter-type qualities. And again, you can never have too many good quarterbacks in the NFL, and they loved the interview they had with them talking football so they were thinking not just get a developmental prospect in the house but also he can add to the quarterback room he can help Sam Darnold out on Sundays
0: well let's hear from Joe Douglas and his staff Rex Hogan and Phil Savage and what they thought about James Morgan and why he's a good fit for the Jets
2: outstanding uh, leadership qualities big arm big kid Highly productive, very intelligent. He just wowed us with his combine interview. Just an extremely intelligent, football smart young man who's got a lot of physical tools. When we're talking about him, talking about the quarterback position and how important that position is moving forward and and, um, making sure we have depth there and all over the roster. It was just a unique opportunity for us to get someone at at a very premium position to really develop and work with behind Sam.
3: Prototypical skill set in terms of being a six foot four, 230 pound big, strong armed quarterback who delivers in the pocket. His intangibles are extremely high. He's extremely intelligent and bright. He basically blew us away in the interview at the combine in terms of his understanding of his system and understanding how it's going to project to the NFL and what his future is going to be in terms of how he's going to make the transition to the NFL with his acumen of football at the college level and what he sees in terms of a pro style system for the NFL. He's been in Butch Davis's system down in Florida International, which has got some pro concepts to it. So he had a great feel for that, obviously, and his ability to articulate his system, how it compares to ours. So it's all a matter of how soon he gets up to speed on, on our system and Adam Gase's and Dallas system, and then it'll accelerate from there because of his football knowledge and the background that he has.
2: You know, I think James's status with us really grew from the time we saw him at the East-West Shrine game, and then once we interviewed him at the Combine. I mean, this is is a 23-year-old quarterback who's got like a 33-year-old mentality. He's going to be, and I've termed this a few times to some of our people, he's the SIM card for Sam Darnold. He's going to be unbelievable in the classroom with the film projects, all of the studies that go on. In terms of game planning on a week to week basis, he's totally 100% dialed in to that kind of role. And then he's got some potential in terms of the arm strength and the ability to process through his reads to become a player in his own right. You know, we really had a lot of conviction about James Morgan from the scouting side of it and from the coaching staff. So we felt like the value was there. We thought that there was another team that had high interest in James. So uh, we opted to go ahead and take him there because we really thought he would add a lot to not only our offense, but just to our overall organization. I mean, he is an A-plus across the board uh, as a person.
0: EA, I think what Phil Savage said there at the end really stands out to me. He called James Morgan the SIM card for Sam Darnold. This is a guy that has the physical tools that you want to bet on, especially as a developmental prospect. But this guy from the shoulders up, his interview at the Combine, and that's what Phil Savage talked about, Joe Douglas and Rex Hogan, they all mentioned his Combine interview. He really blew them away with his smarts, not only about what he knew about his offense at FIU, but how that translates to the pro level, and I think that's really what the Jets were hoping for in James. Well, I agree with that.
1: Uh, you don't make this pick unless this guy has a great uh, football uh, acumen, a mentality that is going to help everybody out there in that room. But, you know, I'm thinking you make this pick with the thought process of embracing Sam Darnold. And we're always focused on the offensive line and what Joe Douglas did with the interior offensive line. And then... He gets the big tackle, Makai Becton, and then the revampment of the wide receivers, right? Robbie Anderson goes to Carolina, and the Jets counter with Rashad Perryman, and then they draft Denzel Mims. And that lately, we've seen it at the running back position that Le'Veon Bell, there were question marks behind the unquestioned number one back in your backfield. So you added... Michael P. Ryan, and then you come back with Frank Gore, the third all-time leading rusher in the National Football League. Those are all pieces that are going to help Sam Darnold. But you got to make the argument here, too, is the Jets love this kid's brain. He's going to be able to help Sam Darnold when they're watching film. They can bounce things off of each other. So you got to think more than just Sundays, who's starting for me, 16 games per season. The other thing is, that, and I think I tweeted this, draft weekend greens is that Sam Darnold was seven and six as a starter in year two but the Jets oh and six in games that Sam Darnold has not started so far in his career so listen we'll have to see what James Morgan projects as immediately but you have to get better behind him because it is a luxury when your quarterback starts 16 games. Hopefully, Sam Darnold starting 16 games for the next 10 straight seasons. But you have to have a guy ready to come in there and give you good minutes taking a basketball term. And this guy was a very impressive game manager who has a physical skill set that people in the National Football League like.
0: Let's dive into his background a little bit. He's from Green Bay, Wisconsin, and he was the first quarterback drafted from Green Bay since the 80s when the Packers actually drafted. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he went to Wisconsin. He was drafted in the 10th round and James Morgan grew up as most people in Green Bay did at his age. A Brett Favre fan. Mm. He wore number four growing up. He goes to Bowling Green, starts his career there, transfers to Florida International after three seasons at Bowling Green. One of them, his first year at Bowling Green, he redshirted there and then transferred when Dino Babers actually went to Syracuse. But the other thing that I think stands out to me is he only played two years at FIU, but he's at the top of most school records in almost all passing categories.
1: Yeah, he is. Um, What, last year he made 12 starts. He threw for more than 2,500 yards. He had 14 touchdowns through the air. Uh, You mentioned him just playing the two seasons at FIU. He had... Uh, 40 touchdown passes, which ranked second most in school history despite playing just a couple of years. Uh, he had five games with at least two passing touchdowns, 58% a thrower. You look at some of the highlights of the cut-ups that I've seen <laughs> He's going down the field a lot at FIU. There are a lot of throws there where he's looking down the field. What I like is that he he seems to scan the field pretty well, and you like that when you're projecting guys. How are they going to take that step to the next level? I thought he saw things very well out there in the pocket. Now. He not the most athletic guy, but with that being said, he had an instinctive feel in the pocket, and some guys have that knack where they know when that pressure's coming, and they kind of sense it, and they can shuffle a little bit and uh, make more time for themselves before getting rid of the football, and there's not a throw on the field that he can't make.
0: Yeah. He's a very big quarterback. He's 64 229 pounds. You mentioned that he's actually a little older than Sam Darnold. He's 23. Sam Darnold will be turning 23 in June. And I think that this is an interesting pick for the jets because last year was a revolving door at quarterback. Once Sam Darnold went down, just thinking about last year, Trevor Simeon was the guy. He lasted like a quarter and a half before he hurts his ankle. The ligaments were all torn up. He misses the season. Luke Falk is the next man up. Undrafted free agent a couple of years ago. Spent some time in Tennessee, Miami, and then gets claimed by the Jets. He played a couple of games, and you know that was a tough spot for any quarterback. And then David Fales comes on board later on. And I think that this is a guy where the Jets are growing him in their farm system to keep this cross-sport analysis going here. So, I like what Phil Savage said about this. He was a guy, meaning James Morgan was a guy that the coaching staff had conviction on and the scouting staff. So, both of these staffs really saw eye-to-eye on him. And now that he's the guy in the farm system, I think that the Jets may feel a little more comfortable. At this point, we're recording May 13th, heading into the season if and when that comes around. Yeah,
1: a couple things catch my eye here. You mentioned at the top, the Jets had 120, 125, and 129. They made that pick right in the middle, sandwich in the middle at 125. So I think were the Jets thinking quarterback all along? Maybe at some point in the draft, but they had conviction in Morgan and or else they don't make that call at 125 they could have waited a couple picks and maybe went went to 129 so a lot of people maybe thought that was relatively early i think the jets probably thought they could add to their quarterback room, but they specifically targeted this guy heading into the draft. There's no doubt about that considering where he went. And with the quarterback position or any position for that matter, if you're targeting somebody, you don't want to wait too long because then you're going to get into the fifth and sixth rounds and maybe you'll take a guy, but not a guy that you all had conviction on. And you mentioned Savage. Joe Douglas, very impressed with this guy. Adam Gase was very impressed with this guy. So when everybody comes together and
0: there's uniform in the opinion, then you pull the trigger. Yeah, I think this makes a lot of sense. And let's actually hear from James Morgan himself. I caught up with him right after he was drafted. James, what was it like getting the call knowing that you're now wearing the green and white?
4: And it was absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm here with my family here. I'm going to hand back to them real quick. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was just its experience. That was incredible. I'm going to remember it forever. A dream come true for me. And uh, I'm so excited to be a member of this organization.
0: So you've had a, an interesting collegiate road. You start at Bowling Green. You end up at FIU. How would you sum up your overall time and how you've grown from a freshman to a senior?
4: Sure. I think uh, the biggest thing about my road is it was not without its bumps. You know, it was definitely not uh, from point A to point B like I thought it would be. But I'm extremely appreciative of the fact that I had those, um, you know, adversity uh, situations come up because it really made me into the, you know, the player and the man that I am today. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely not how I would have pictured it. But, um, you know, I've, I've learned a lot along the way. And I'm very thankful to be at this point.
0: James, growing up in a small town in Green Bay, going to the Big Apple, but also wearing the same Jersey in green and white as your childhood idol, Brett Favre, what's that going to be like for you?
4: I mean, it's going to be a dream come true. I mean, you said, I grew up, I was inspired by Brett Favre. He was a jet. um, And, uh, and I just can't believe it. I had some, you know, big city experience from Miami and I can't wait to go to, um, you know, New York, New Jersey. I just, I mean, I'm, I'm so extremely excited and uh, I can't wait to, can't wait to get going. Can't wait to get to work. James, what was your pre-draft
0: interactions like with the Jets?
4: I had some great pre draft interactions with them. So, I had, uh, they're my only official uh, interview at the combine. So, it was an awesome experience just talking film with everybody in that room and um, had a lot of uh, good, you know, had a Zoom call with them afterwards, had some good communications with them afterwards. So, um, it's been a real good fit coach wise. And uh, I'm just so very excited that they took this chance on me.
0: How would you describe your playing style? Because I don't think there are a lot of New York, New Jersey fans that watch FIU or Bowling Green.
4: Yeah, so kind of my style is, um, you know, I'm a pocket passer. I absolutely love to go dice up the defense. I'm a guy, um, you know, who will study his butt off film and know exactly where to go, reads coverages. I love to, you know, feel prepared um, and do everything I can with the preparation process and then go back and then dice them up in the pocket. But I'm also a guy who's athletic enough to be able to pick up the play when we need it. Um, You know, and and other than that, I'm a great leader. I'm a a real competitor and I can't wait to get in there.
0: You know, you're joining a quarterback room with Sam Darnold. What do you know about him?
4: I think he's a great, um, you know, quarterback in this league, obviously a rising star in this league. I'm very excited to be working with him, Um, you know, and kind of my whole um, motto throughout this process is to be to do whatever I can do uh, to help the organization win games in whatever role that may be. I want to make myself valuable to the team.
0: What can you say about your head coach and offensive coordinator and Adam Gase? what kind of talks did you have with him throughout the process?
4: So I was able to talk uh, with both of them at, uh, at the combine and then um, the interviews after that. And um, I mean, I'm extremely excited. You now, obviously, obviously those are guys who are extremely fired up about football. I mean, just talking with it, it really conveys how much they love the game. And that's something that, you know, since a young kid watching Brett Favre, I've been absolutely in love with football and love with the quarterback position and um, to be able to do some of the stuff that, you know they do, and all the you know the uh, quarterbacks that uh, Coach Gase has worked with and everything. Uh, I'm extremely excited to be a new member of that um, you know progression.
0: Great to hear from James Morgan. You can see how excited he was to be able to get the call and be a member of the Green and White. And a couple things on Morgan. Really quickly, just want to throw this out there. He was the first quarterback from Green Bay to earn an FBS scholarship in over 30 years. And we talked about his smarts, his football intelligence. Well, he graduated with a 3.88 GPA with a pre-law degree at Bowling Green. And he's currently working towards his Master of Public Administration at FIU with the goal of attending law school after his football career is over. And now let's shift gears to the Jets quarterback room that has Sam Darnold at the top. It also has James Morgan. Then there's... Mike White, who was a practice squad player for the Jets last year, and then the Jets re-signed David Fale. So this is a pretty young group of quarterbacks that the Jets have right now.
1: It's an outstanding point, and that's why a lot of people were recently talking about the potential of maybe the Jets getting in the mix for Andy Dalton. Of course, Andy Dalton ended up signing with the Dallas Cowboys, but maybe... They're not done at the quarterback position. Maybe you get another veteran in there. David Fells. Six year, six years in the National Football League, but not a lot of game experience like you just mentioned. James Morgan, going to be the developmental piece. You got your franchise signal caller with Sam Darnold, but then Mike White behind there in the mix as well. So to me, that's the big question mark heading into the next few months. May you want to add a guy... And I'm not going to speculate on names here. You mentioned Simeon before. A Simeon type, a guy who has started in the National Football League, who's got a lot of notches under his belt, per se, who's comfortable working in different systems. We'll have to see how that all plays out.
0: Yeah, I think that when you look at the landscape of veteran free agent quarterbacks still on the market. I'm just going to throw out the guys that are still available, not saying that they make sense for the Jets, but this is the list that I'm looking at. Joe Flacco, Cam Newton, Drew Stanton, Josh McCown, Trevor Simeon, of course, Deshaun Kaiser, Matt Moore, and Blake Bortles. Those are really the top names still available on the market. And I actually wonder EA with the new landscape and the new CBA, 55 players now, I believe, is the maximum on the roster. I wonder if maybe teams are more likely to carry three quarterbacks as opposed to the two quarterbacks and the practice squad player.
1: I agree with that. And those are some interesting names out there. Flacco is a guy that I think teams are going to want to know more about his medical, but interesting guy because Joe Douglas was one of the big proponents of Joe Flacco when he's coming out of Delaware. Of course, Matt Moore has played for Adam Gase before with the Miami Dolphins. Simeon, another guy, you wonder where he's at medically. Not saying that maybe he's not all the way back, but we just don't know sitting here as we tape a podcast from our own homes. So there are veterans out there on the market, but where the Jets are at right now, yes, it's a very youthful group.
0: Let's just wrap up this podcast by talking about where you think this Jets quarterback room is. I think for me, there's a little more... Certainty with depth right now, there's four quarterbacks, but I still think that the door is left open to what we just alluded to bringing in a veteran quarterback. Yeah, true.
1: The Jets got the guy they wanted. I think they went into the draft thinking, Hey, if this James Morgan is on the board where we're comfortable with pulling the trigger, we're going to do just that. So I think the Jets uh, at the end of the weekend, They checkmark in that box. Now, where is Joe Douglas and the personnel staff as far as potentially maybe adding a veteran? He is always looking to add to his roster. And think about most recently, Frank Gore. People thought the Jets might be done at the running back position because they do have Le'Veon Bell, a star. And then they added... To their depth with Michael P. Ryan. So if there's another quarterback who fits that mold in terms of great culture guy, good locker room guy, uh, someone who would be a valuable resource to Sam Darnold and also has valuable snaps left in him, because again, your hope is Darnold's playing 16 for the next 10 seasons. He's never coming out. Realistically, Those things are tough to do. So you want to have somebody behind him who's been in that fire, so to speak, before. So you know Joe Douglas is going to look at the entire horizon,
0: what's out there,
1: not only at the quarterback position, but all positions.
0: Joe Douglas, simply put, is going to look at every avenue possible at all times of the year to add to his roster so I don't think that the Jets are done even remotely not just talking about the quarterback position just talking about the entirety of the Jets roster and that was the James Morgan draft pick preview presented by Verizon EA and I are wrapping up the fourth round of the draft pick preview series talking about Charlotte offensive lineman Cam Clark